passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network, which is a job he just finished up uh, not too long ago, about an hour ago, I guess, roughly. Uh, And uh, he's finishing up covering what was a dominant 38-3 38-3 to victory for your Dallas Cowboys. They bounce back in a big way against the Arizona Cardinals. So it is a post-game edition of Love of the Star. So a little bit of a mini episode before we get a chance to look at the tape and, and some of the details of this game. So these are just sort of our initial reactions uh, before we get a chance to dive a little deeper and get some of the details out there. But Brian, your your biggest takeaway, your biggest overriding takeaway from this game against the Patriots. The ability for the Cowboys' offense to move the ball consistently with, uh, you know, they down their left tackle, but got back Martin and Biotis. I think that was a huge help today. I was super, super impressed with the way the Cowboys were able to protect today. I, I felt like that there were going to be some struggles there uh, with, with Jordan, uh, Uchi, you know, uh, they they gave up a couple sacks. The one that I felt like was offensive line sack was the the one that Biotish couldn't get back across. They got the twist stunt yeah. on him, and they were able to the, – the Patriots were able to get uh, Uchi home, and he got that sack. But I was super impressed with – the poise that Dak Prescott shown shown in this game, 
the receivers ran some really, really good routes, came back to the football, made a couple of contested catches, found space when they needed to find some space, you know, made some tough plays when they had to make some tough plays. I, you know, there's these games where you go in and you're like, man, the, the, the Patriots are good on defense. And I still think the Patriots are good on defense. Yeah. I just think the Cowboys are really, really good on offense, you know, and, and, and when they really get things going and it not always has to do with the running game, but man, I mean, when they, when McCarthy's kind of dialing it up a little bit, it, it, it could be a, it could be a, a lot for our defense to handle. And I think the Patriots struggled with that today. Yeah, and look, I mean, this this probably isn't a 38-3 to game, I would guess, or it looks a little bit different, maybe not wildly so, but it looks a little bit different if Christian Gonzalez doesn't leave the game after 19 plays. Um, I mean, when, when Christian Gonzalez left the game, I understand they were at the 20, they were about to score, but it was a 3-3 game when Christian Gonzalez left, and that's their best defensive player by far. Um, he, he's played like it through the first several weeks of the season. He gets hurt. He goes down. I love the, the, uh, the call from McCarthy, the confidence from Dak, the, the swagger from CD lamb to just say, all right, we're going straight to CD. Now, as soon as Christian Gonzalez goes out, we're 20 yards out. Let's take a shot to CD. And he gets the separation scores, the touchdown. This is after a week when CD said they, they were asking about the red zone issues. And he said, let me touch the rock and we'll get in the end zone. And so some tough talk, and he backed it up uh, with that play there today. But in general, I, I think a really positive, you know, performance in all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. The biggest thing that's going to come out of this that's still a negative for a lot of people, obviously, is the red zone. The red zone, they go one of four tonight. Uh, and I saw some people thinking they went two of five. So technically, no. I know we're dealing with technicalities, but still it is it's what it is is the red zone is inside the 20. So being on the 20 when they scored that touchdown with CeeDee Lamb, that wasn't technically the red the zone. The goal line, the goal line to the 19 is yep. technically and what so it that's is. within the red zone. So they go one of four in the red zone. Brian, they are seven for 19 there yeah. in, in, for this season, uh, four for their last 15. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they snap a streak at the very end of the game uh, with the touchdown by Hunter Lipke. That snapped a Sound streak. Sound like a good of- plan to me to kind of keep <laughs> – Running that way, right? I I don't hate it, uh, but they snap a streak of six straight goal-to-go possessions without a touchdown, Yeah, which was the the longest such streak of Dak Prescott's career. So the red zone stuff, still an issue. At what point, and we asked Mike McCarthy this question on Friday on 105 Through the Fan, at what point do you just – because I think a lot of people feel like some of it may be a little fluky. At what point do you say this has become a trend? Because we're three weeks now. Oh, I think it, there's. I think there's some. I think there's some trends to it right now. But I will also say that there's some things to me that are absolutely correctable about it. You know, when you look at, to me, I think red zone offense. It's not all about deception. It's about to you have to have the ability to find ways to create space when there's no space. Yeah. You know, when it's tight red zone is a difficult way to play, you know, the difficult way to play offense. And there's some teams that are really, really good at it. I, I was driving home, listening to the Kansas city jets game tonight and the jets did a really good job of making Kansas city kick field goals 
you know, uh, I think the Jets or the Chiefs were 0-4 in the red zone tonight. But to me, you know, they found a way to win the game. There's going to be days where you're not going to be good in the red zone and you do find a way to win a game. You do oh, find a way. Oh, you know. four. The Chiefs were in the red zone tonight. Yeah, and this, there is, you go. this is after they held the Cowboys to what? One of five. They were right. one for five. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, this is this is something that Some, the Jets have shown the ability to do. One of the most creative teams when it comes to red zone football in the history of red zone football is the Kansas City Chiefs. My guy, Andy Reid and what he and those guys do on a, a weekly basis with the red zone stuff. Couldn't get it done today. There are things, though, that the Cowboys, and, and I say in a way of trends, there's things that they they need to they need to clearly look at. And I think one of the things they figured out in that final drive was handing the ball to Hunter Lipke down there is not a bad option. You know, it's not a bad way to go. And if you get down, you know, if, if you know, find a way to once you get down there, yeah, you can, you know, tight ends. Receivers, that, that's the thing that concerns me the most if you look at the Cowboys in the red zone is what tight end or excuse me, what wide receiver is going to go get that ball? You know, who is going to run the route that creates the separation or who is going to go get the football? Yeah. You know, they had I just personally, I don't think Dak uh, now. The ball he threw at the 20 that went to Lamb, you know, really nice pass. Right where it needed to be, dropped it right in there. The pass to Schoonmaker, you know, there's people tweeting at me right now, hey, you still defending Schoonmaker? Yeah, that, I'll that, defend. That throw to Schoonmaker might have been his best pass tonight. Well, and that's and that that's unfortunate. You're right. I mean, he threw it up there. Schoonmaker's got to make the play. Same thing that, you know, that that Ferguson or Hendershot, any one of those guys down there, uh, you know, Ferguson's becoming a really reliable target just all over the field. Ferguson struggled in the first week. Um, Ever since then, he keeps stacking better weeks. And he was fantastic. Seven targets, seven catches. He was outstanding. And his ability to catch and make somebody miss right off the jump is super impressive. Which is interesting because I know for a fact that – Dallas really liked Jake Ferguson coming out. Uh, they, yeah. they, I mean, they picked him obviously. Um, but I know they, they've been pleasantly surprised by how nimble of an athlete he looks in the, cause they, they felt like there wasn't a whole lot of that on the tape at Wisconsin. No, no, he is, he has developed himself. I mean, he was kind of what we call in the scouting world, a smack backer hook guy, you know, where you, you know, you smack the linebacker, you run a hook, you know, that kind of guy, but He's more of an up the field player, and you watch. You talk about the how nimble he is. He can make the first miss. He can make the second miss. He's a hard guy to get down. Yeah, but the the red zone issues to me, it's just been some bad luck. It's been some missed opportunities with passes, uh, the drops, Dak not getting the ball high enough or far enough down. You know, everybody has taken a, a turn. Uh, Unfortunately, they try and run, they try and hide Tolbert on a play that, you know, that they cover. Uh, they try and run an option against Arizona last week. Two guys unblocked. Tyron Smith misses a block. Tyron Smith gets a hold. There's things that have happened to them in the red zone that, uh, 
that I think are correctable. But I, I don't think it's for a lack of creativity or trying to trying to fear. I was down, I would, you know, the first drive, I'm like, I'm sitting there next to, uh, you know, Kevin Gray and I go, I go, you know, KG, I go, just run your best two point play here. Just whatever your best two point play is, run it right here, you know, and, and, and get, get a little momentum and try and, and, and get it going that way. But it, you know, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, they have some negative plays. They have missed blocks, they have missed passes. You know, they had to settle for the field goal there. And that's, but I do believe, I do believe that they will find ways to get the ball to these tight ends to, and to the, and to the receivers. But the closer you get inside that six yard line, handing the ball to Hunter Lipke is not a bad thing. That, that no. to me, and, 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 look, and I, especially I, I, with Rico Dowdle being injured with the hip now. Just yeah. handing the ball. He this kid has a feel for how to navigate this. He really, really does. Yeah, and look, I'll be honest. Uh I Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I, I love the idea of Hunter Lipke as just a big back, a big bruising back. This is, but this guy was a single back at, at you know in college. Yeah, he was he was? They're they're trying to make him become something uh, as a fullback. He's I just, not. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think that's who he is. And and I well, think they 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 should just they should treat him like a like a jumbo package back or or like a goal line back. That needs to be. His his job. I, I don't think you need him out there lead blocking. I don't think that's looked particularly good. I don't like yep. the idea of handing it to him as an up back. Just let him be a single back or or whatever else. And I think he can do the job just fine in short yardage situations. If you want to find a way to get tight ends moving and all that, and and there's been a couple of times where you know a guy like Jalen Tolbert's been asked to block on the edge and just completely doesn't block, and then it's a negative play and stuff like that. I, I just you know, there's there's something about Hunter Lipke that's making me feel a lot different about him. But you're absolutely right. He is not going to go in there and dig linebackers out. You know, he's not going to go in there and splatter guys. That's just not. But you put the ball in his hands, he has a feel for how to navigate. And I think a lot of it, you know, you look, you know, you got to look at what's going on with the offensive line too. You know, Terrence Steele is a good run blocker, but Terrence Steele, I think, is a much better run blocker 
from 25 to 20 than he is down on the goal line. You know, just as far as power. Yeah. And I, I'm, so, I mean, still, still struggled, yeah, struggled today. Even. I thought he struggled more than Adoga today. And I'm looking forward to watching the all, the all was, 22. There, there was one play in particular, and I can't remember where it was on the field, but there was one play in particular I remember where Wise just blew by, like Steele just couldn't reach him. And blew yeah. by him and blew up a run play. Yeah, but that that that's how Wise plays though too. And 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 sometimes these guys make plays. Sometimes yeah. Tedrick Wise extends and controls and gets rid of you and then makes it a negative play. I I mean I'm not going to sit there and throw dirt like I did at one time on on Steele. Could he play? Could he play better in some of those situations? Absolutely. So could Zach Martin. So could Biotish. Biotish. Don't get beat on the twist stunt. Be aware for that, you know. Man, but grade, I, by, grade by the these way, offensive I, I, line, I, I grade these offensive on, linemen for sixty-five plays. I got to say on Biotish, by the way, and I know we we talked about it a little bit during training camp as a possibility. Just hint, not hinting at it, just asking the question, wondering. And man, I, I just I kind of wonder because it feels like this has been a thing dating back to like the middle of last year. I just wonder if he's one of these guys who, and, and I don't think it limits him too terribly much, but if he's just going to be one of these guys that's always kind of banged up. Because he just, he, oh, he was banged up. Yeah. yeah like, right. I don't know if you, did you see how many times the, he was reaching down and like messing with his knee, his yeah. right knee? He messed yeah. with something there or moved something. Oh, yeah. It's just, and and this is, you remember he got into a fight in training camp and he barked it. I think it was Oso Digizua and he said, I'm hurt. He's like, don't mess with me. I'm hurt. And, yeah. And the last year he rolls the ankle and he has he I think he's just one of these guys who, you know, he's very tough and I respect that about him. And I, I don't think it hampers his play too much, but he just I think he's one of these guys who's just always going to play a little banged up. I, I don't disagree with you. I, that The thing I was worried about coming out of Oxnard and, you know, we'll put this to bed uh, after this. I mean, there's a lot of other things we could talk about other than guys being banged up, <laughs> but I I've. I felt like that he was going to deal with this ankle injury all year, mm-hmm. you know, ankle, knee, you know, he was going to deal with it all year. And, you know, he's in a, but he's in a situation where he's trying to get a contract. He's trying to play. He's trying to go through some things. You know, I, I wouldn't be one bit surprised as we get to 2024, if Brock Hoffman's your center or they draft somebody to be a center. Hoffman uh, Hoffman was not bad last week, and nope. I think Biotish. Look, I like I said, I really admire how tough Tyler Biotish. He's is. super I, tough. That, He's that super guy, tough, but he is but he is a banged up guy. You're absolutely one right. One of those guys who is way up there on the list. He's kind of, of a pumped guys up on the team. All right, uh, so yeah. I'm just as we uh, as we close up the these last five or ten minutes here, Brian. I just want to kind of like run down. I'm looking through the box score. I just want to highlight a few players and just get yeah. some of your quick reaction thoughts. We've already talked about Dak Prescott. I think it's a good game for the quarterback. I think he was great the first two drives, and he was just solid the rest of the way. I, I don't think, I, I don't think he made many mistakes. I think it was just they they got what they needed on the first two drives. Defense took over, and then they just settled in, and they were content to. I thought he made a lot of really good throws today myself. Yeah, and I think, I, 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 think, I just I did and too. there were times where he got a little bit pressured and had to slide a little bit and found guys open. Yeah, you know, and, and th- guys did a good job a getting that- open. A yeah. lot of that, I think, was the first two drives. Uh, in fact, you you get through. He finishes the game twenty eight of thirty four, two hundred sixty one yards. The first two drives, he was ten of twelve for one twenty two. You so know what his quarterback he, rating is against Belichick? I'm sure it's higher than most quarterbacks. It's like a ninety seven one. No, it's got to be even higher than that. He nah, was one hundred eight five today. 
He's played three games. Mm. Remember, he had the game. He had the game where they played in New England, and the weather was crummy. Yes, he was and, not and, good that game, and it was not great that day. He's played three games against Belichick, and his his quarterback rating is. But the last two times, he has completely lit Belichick's defense. I, w- I will say, I think that he has struck me, and this is just my own interpretation. This is nothing I've heard or anything else. He struck me as a guy the last two games who, when he talks after the game. Sounds like a guy who feels like I can be doing more than I'm being asked to do. And I can do more to help this team. That's just the sense I've gotten from Dak. But I I think that today, these first two drives were Mike McCarthy saying, this is a vote of confidence in Chuma Yadoga. This is a vote of confidence in the offensive line. What I regret from last week, where when they were holding up in the second half, I should have taken more shots. And it's a an olive branch or or a vote of confidence in the quarterback say hey go out there get us ahead they were not trying to run the ball the first two drives they were trying so to you're, get out. you're saying this quarter this coach is holding Dak back I think the coach um is prioritizing the don't turn the ball over I, I, th- I think more turning, than anything yeah yeah I think turning I think no turn or limiting turnovers and potentially limiting the impact of the quarterback to make big plays for you is preferable to him to opening up the possibility of the big plays, but also opening up the possibility of turnovers. I think he'd rather live with the limited turnovers and the limited impact over big impact, but some big turnovers. And so I think that's just how he's approaching. But I do think that there was a vote of confidence because they definitely, I mean, Brian, you watched the tape against the Cardinals. Yeah. That the, the, the route concepts I think we saw no. in the first two drives were much more aggressive today than the ones against the Cardinals. More. Yep, you're and right. So they definitely were. were tra- now it, it reverted back after that. I felt like I thought the first two drives they got out and then they they kind of played it a little bit back. But e- either way, I thought Dak was really good today. But I mean, I thought he was particularly good on the first two drives and then kind of just they were were managing from there. We already talked about Jake Ferguson. I know you mentioned Tolbert. I thought Tolbert, I mean, he made a nice play on special teams, which, by the way, I'm kind of surprised that was not a flag because it looked like he left his feet and, like, speared him. Uh, I was kind of surprised that was but made a tackle there. Had four catches in the game. Uh, some of them were in garbage time, but I thought, you know, showed toughness, continues to build on that. Michael Gallup had a, a nice Got a block there. better on the edge, though, Bobby. There were he a couple did. times where they brought him in motion with the intent of him sealing the end man on the line, and he didn't get that job. Yeah, yet. yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things we, we heard – we talked about Lamb already. One of the things we heard from Jerry last week was he wants to take advantage of Cooks' speed and the vertical stuff. Even with the more aggressive routes, they still are not really doing much with Cooks. Not at all. No. And and I think Cooks is a good player, and he's making do with what he's being given, but he's still not being asked to use his strongest asset, I don't feel like. Um, by the way, two, two little nitpicky things, and then they're not even criticisms. One, well, one of them's kind of a criticism, but one, do you know how sad I was that there was a false start and we weren't able to see Brandon Aubrey try that 66-yard field goal? I was end? happy. I was happy there was false start. I wanted to see the field goal. I want to see if he can bang 66 yard. Why? You don't want him to make it and then have McCarthy settle for 60-yard field goals all year? No. The thing I was worried about, Bobby, was you had game in hand. You were controlling the game. Yeah. I saw I saw Alabama try a kick similar to something like that and it ended up being oh. a kick six. Yeah. When you when you if the ball is short and Jabril Peppers takes that ball, now what you do is you have linemen having to run fifty yards to try and cover, 
you got guys out there that aren't used to covering kicks. Yeah. You have tight ends that are punt guys and stuff like that. Sure. But the majority of your cover team is a holder, a kicker, and offensive linemen and a couple of wings. And one of the wings, yeah, one of the wings is Golston. So, but you have that defensive player out there. But if that ball of a sudden you're in complete control of the game, you kick sit, you kick the ball, it's taken from Peppers, and now he's racing up the field, and you're trying to tackle him with guys who aren't accustomed to tackling. That was the biggest fear. I, I love the fact the kicker has done as, as well as he has. My fear was why, why do something in that game that gave New England any momentum for the second half? Yeah. I I just I would have been interested. I I really wanted to see the 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 power. I was just interested to see. He kicks what, off every he kicks off every time out of out of the end. Zone. I know. I still want to see it, Brian. I I I'm a sucker. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Here's the other thing I, I was not crazy about. And again, it's nitpicky because I know Dowdle got hurt and everything else. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you feel a little bit like at the end, it's like, boy, you are going to get Deuce Vaughn killed. Like, it felt a little bit like you guys were running into the teeth over and over again. I Deuce Vaughn for everybody that wants to see Deuce Vaughn Deuce Vaughn is playing in these mop-up situations where nobody's blocking for him you know Deuce Vaughn's not really Deuce Vaughn's trying to create he yeah. I mean it seems like every time that he's handed the ball he's getting hit somebody somebody is somebody is beating a block and is on the on his side of the line of scrimmage yep there are no holes no lanes no nothing for Deuce Vaughn yeah you know even and when they hand him the ball, everything's going inside, and these tackle for loss, no gain, gain a two, gain a three, no gain, tackle for loss, no gain, two, three. They haven't, yeah. they haven't done anything to try and help Deuce Vaughn, but he's playing in these games where he's mopping up. Giants game mopping up, they're always blocking for him. New England game game in hand, nobody's blocking for him. You know, it's 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 tough. It's a tough way to run the ball. You know, there's I know there's people who are like, oh, well, just put him on the practice squad. Oh, you know, he can't do this. You know, I, you know, I'm like, you know, fine. But you know, you now 
your situation, we don't know how healthy Rico Dowdle. Rico Dowdle might be out for the year. You know, I mean, there, there's there's been time that that's that's kind of the mo on Rico Dowdle is that he shows you a lot of promise and he gets hurt and you never see him again. I hope I'm completely wrong about now, now that. Pollard Pollard was talking after the game. He was asked about Dowdle and he said he talked to Dowdle and he said he thinks he'll be fine. But that's okay. also now now we'll see. They tell you everybody tells you they're fine and then they miss two to three games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's I, a I mean, it's a minor hamstring injury. And man, the guy's out three games. Yeah, you know? I mean there, there was see, a lot of there was a lot see of Tyler Smith. There yeah. was a lot of positivity with Romo when he got hurt against Seattle and then it was, Oh, he's out for 10 weeks. I saw him on the plane mixing drinks for people. I thought he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you didn't see that because of course you're not allowed to have drinks on a, a team. No, you're not allowed, but he was uh, just, Brian, he was, he was mixing Sprite. He was pouring Pepsis for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is. So when we look at the defensive side of the ball, Brian, we'll, we'll close with this. Just some of the general takeaways there. Um, I thought the run fits were a lot better today. Much better. A lot linebackers played much better. This probably first view. Demone Clark, like the, welcome. Demone Clark, welcome to the welcome to the game. Yeah. This look this looked like the best game first view and looked like the best game the linebackers have played this year. So that that was positive. Of course, the the big thing you you can't get away from talking about this game. The two big interceptions from Deron Bland, including the pick six. He is he's so good. He they they got such a steal there with Bland. Oh, wonder where you heard that. What? That the Bland is a good player? <laughs> God, you guys were all doom and gloom in that kid. I was not. Yeah, don't, oh, don't. Look, I know I have a beard like Zach Wolfsuck. I'm not. Lost Diggs. Oh, I can't believe we're not going to be able to Diggs, do anything. Diggs this kid. Is, oh, God. What are we going to do? Diggs is great. And Bland is great. That's my Al Davis crying right there. Is what <laughs> was. That was. Everybody loved your Al Davis impression on the last episode, oh, by the way. You know, the Raiders. <laughs> it was tough. It's just tough. We, yeah, we beat the Patriots. We had them beat in that tuck game. That, that damn officials. Ah. Bunch of bastards stole the game from me. He is oh, never it's, the same. Tuck game. Gosh, what were we doing? Uh, poor, that tuck game sent Al Davis on a run of about 12 straight draft picks of just like, does that guy run 4 2? Okay, pick him. No, that's like, how Davis always drafts. <laughs> he just went 4 2. Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll take about, I don't but know if he can play. You, you mentioned about Bland, and don't worry about Bland. No, Seriously, he's fantastic. He, 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 this kid is. Super tough. He's super dependable. Really smart. He, he preps. He's smart. He'll tackle. He reads the ball well. He, he you know, he's going to finish tackling. He's going to hit you. You know, he's going to do things to help you win games. Is he going to give up an occasional play? Sure. Show me a corner that doesn't. You know, just don't give up a huge play, but show me a corner that, you know, doesn't give up plays. But, you know, his ability to, to make plays as the, you know, that that taking the receiver across the field, knocking a ball down. That's that's what this kid is. Yeah. That's what this kid is. Don't yeah, losing digs hurts. But you know what? Deron Bland, I know he's starting for you. He's a nickel guy. He's starting for you right now. Deron Bland, if even if Diggs was playing, he would start on a lot of teams as an outside oh, corner. Yes. As an yeah. outside corner. Mm-hmm. There's 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 teams, I always say this. There are teams in the Pac-12 where this kid would school at Fresno that missed him. That yeah. that kid should have been playing at Washington or UCLA or USC or you know one of those Stanford, one of those places. But you know he went to Fresno. Those kids in Fresno, the Valley, they're tough, they're dependable, 
They're, you know, they're just, they, they, they work super hard at their craft. Don't worry about Deron Bland. He'll be fine. Now the, the, we'll, we'll need to get a look at, uh, you know, like we always say, need to look at the tape uh, specifically for this position though. Uh, you know, the, the defense about seven hours. Yeah. We'll look at the tape, the offensive, like (laughs) offensive line. I feel like offensive line corner defensive tackles. Those are like a lot of the times the ones where you really need to go look at it and, and see what they were doing on a snap by snap basis, but say defensive tackle. Yeah. Defensive tackle. Okay. So for me, I feel like, again, I'll need to, to confirm, but I felt like first view and I felt like Jonathan Hankins was really good. And I felt like this was Mozzie Smith's most like like I think you saw the traits more on display in this game than you have in any of the others with Mozzie. Mozzie Smith is getting better every week, despite what everybody in All Cowboy Nation. I, I encourage people. I said on the post game show, and I, I know it's not cheap. Go get go to NFL.com. Go and sign up for All Twenty Two. Not only can you learn about your team, you can learn about other teams. You can watch the Eagles play. You can watch the Jets play. You can, you can, you know, you could get an opinion about, you know, I had people calling today, I had a guy calling, he just hates Dak, the post game. He's blaming Dak for, you know, the red zone problems. And I'm like, do you, do you watch the all 22? No, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, well, what do you, you know, when you see the All-22, you can kind of watch. Oh, what? Tyron Smith's not good here. Oh, wait, Steele's not good here. Wait, what route CD running here? Yeah. You know? Why, why did Mike call that play? What? Why? You could learn something. You don't have to be a former scout. To, no, you, you, can can watch. It, you can see it right you in front learn. of you a lot of times. You can yeah. really learn what's going on, you know, and you, and you can pick it up. And then you have a really good opinion, like, okay, these are the red zone problems. But I, I, I think that... Mozzie Smith is one of those guys. I know he played limited snaps last week, but he's, he he was getting better. He's getting better every game. And I'm not sitting here and trying to, like, you know, uh, cheerlead for the scouting department. I'm not. But Mozzie Smith is not a bust. And, you know, and you, you folks out there that call him a bust, just encourage you, go look at the All-22 if you can. I know it's not cheap for NFL.com, but – it's worth your it's worth your trouble. Yeah, we're we're finding you know for the comparisons of Taco Charlton and Tristan Hill, we never saw. I don't feel like with either of those guys four consecutive weeks of growth. Like like yeah. Mozzie is consistently. Yeah. It, it's good day on top of good day. He's he's is he leaps and bounds there? No, but I mean at this current rate, by the end of the year, you're talking about a, a probably a genuine impact player, not a top tier player necessarily, but hey. The traits are all there, and 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 I saw he was spending a lot of time today after like before the game. He was spending a lot of time with Adam Dirty, and and was they were working on a lot of different things and were talking through a lot of different points. He's still very young and he's still growing in the position, um, but you, you're just encouraged by I think some of the the natural progression there. All right, that does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast, our uh, our little mini episode, our instant reaction thoughts. Uh, we will take a look at the tape and uh, get some thoughts on that and we'll also take a look at the tape of the san francisco 49ers who won again today and continue to be on a roll this is going to be the measuring stick game this might be the biggest game of the year in terms of the regular season for the cowboys this is the one that they are all going to be invested in jerry jones talked about it tonight several players talked about the importance of san francisco we know this is the team that they feel they need to measure themselves against so big week ahead for brian broadus i'm bobby belt we will talk to you guys again later